Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market this podcast episode is brought to you by coors light these days everything is go 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 it's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Fry the Coop. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, friends, to the latest installment of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and with me, as always, is, of course, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score, Mr. Zawoski. We continue to be without hockey, my friend, but... There is still news to discuss, including the potential return of our beloved sport. But first, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We are in like the there's still hope, there's still a lifeline sort of a thing with hockey that we have to cling to. And there's, I guess, where there's hope, there's optimism or whatever. But I don't know, man. The longer this goes on, the worse I feel about all of it. We're going to get into all of that. The American Hockey League has gone and canceled their season. So what does that mean? Uh, we'll update you on the Blackhawks front office situation. The update is there's no update, but we'll talk <laughs> about that a little bit. But first, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Send us an email, madhousepod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash madhousepod. We're on Instagram at madhouse underscore pod because somehow Madhouse Pod was taken. I don't really know how that worked out. Uh, in Facebook, it's madhousepodshy, C-H-I, uh, but we're very easy to find. Uh, you can find our latest episodes usually right away on Twitter, right away on Facebook, and I've got to be better at the Instagram, damn it, and I promise I will be next season. <laughs> Improve upon the gram. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to do that. It's, uh, you know, it, it's it's it seems like the most effective social media. I feel like I'm on there the most, um, and it seems like a lot of people spend a lot of time on there, so I don't know. Maybe I need to get better at it. It's just something I don't have like a full grasp of, especially as far as like managing a media podcast would go right you know like a media page but hey 
I'll give it a try. Whatever's good for the podcast. But yeah, so there's a lot of ways we can start here. Uh, I guess the most logical place to start would be with the latest news, and that is that the American Hockey League announced on Monday that they're going to just cancel the season. There'll be no more season. And I saw a report that said the AHL hopes to return next year, but it will not look the same. So, man, the the crazy ripple effects of all the of this COVID-19 crisis from, I mean, we've all thought about like local restaurants and things like that, but these hockey leagues, these baseball leagues that barely get by, they're all in danger too. This is this is a, a wild, wild thing we're going through. I'm sure I've said it before, um, but I, I've never imagined in my life we would go through something like this, and we're doing it, and man, it is getting stranger by the day. Yeah, it's, it is really unfortunate. Uh, obviously, a lot of, like you said, these AHL teams are probably barely able to scrape a couple nickels together. It's not like the NHL where they can make a bunch of extra revenue on television. Unfortunately, they do really need those gate receipts to help boost their revenues, and it is really a shame that the league had to uh, pull the plug, but obviously there was no way they were going to be able to survive as a league that was going to play with empty arenas. That's not That was never going to work, and we are also getting to the point now, and probably are with the NHL as well, we're two months for out from the suspension of play. Like, how much longer can you possibly keep delaying, resume a season, whether it's jumping into the playoffs relatively quickly or what have you? How much longer can you do that and then not push the season back? And I'm sure the AHL probably did the calculus and thoughts to themselves that having the season next season maybe delayed by like a month or so that idea of probably getting fans into the stands was going to be really important to them and I think ultimately it just made more sense to cancel the season cancel the Calder Cup playoffs and just to kind of end things where they were at and I know it couldn't have been an easy decision for the brass of that league obviously a really tough decision for teams like the San Antonio Rampage who are moving to Henderson Nevada next season so they didn't even get to say goodbye to their fans just so many sad storylines that go along with this and it really just kind of continues to hammer home the massive impact that this pandemic is having not just on the big four sports leagues but also on these minor leagues as well well there was one report uh i think it was late last week uh larry brooks longtime writer for the new york post uh says that sources are telling him that one of the things the league is considering is a 24 team tournament that would include the top 12 teams in each conference. And you know what that means, James Naveau? Playoff hockey for our Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are a playoff team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That means Sam Bowman can't get fired. Jeremy Colleton is safe. That means that Jeremy Colleton's job is safe, my friend. (laughs) He he ended their playoff drought. He is safe. Yeah, so these things are always uh, interesting. And I, I feel like I know baseball for sure has been doing this. Baseball is doing it so obviously that it's not even funny, but like, I feel like they float ideas and it's almost like I've, I've referred to it like a beta test of a video game. Like, look, if we let a million people play our video game for three weeks, they're going to find a bunch of stuff wrong and we won't have to pay testers to test the game and find these things. It's, it's win-win. People get to play the game. They get excited and we find out all the stuff wrong with the game. MLB has been doing this. Like, how about this plan? And then they see the reaction like, no, 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 no. That was never the plan. <laughs> No, no, no. What are you talking about? That wasn't the actual plan. This here is the actual plan. What do you think of this? 
No, 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 no. That wasn't the actual plan either. <laughs> the actual plan, you know what I mean? It, like, it just goes on and on until they finally find something that people seem to agree with. And I feel like that's what's happening with the NHL. But this would be like a three-game at the – if the NHL did this, a 24-team tournament, three uh, like a three-game play-in, so the Hawks would play the number one seed in the West, et cetera. could be really interesting. It would be really, really fun if they return. I'm – for the record, if this happens – I am 100% down. That sounds really, really fun. It sounds really, really interesting. But I just, I don't know, man. The more time that goes by, it just seems so unlikely that, I mean, truthfully, like even baseball doesn't feel like it's going to realistically be able to come back because I feel like they have these grand ideas. And then as soon as like two or three guys on a team test positive, the whole thing's out the window. Yeah. Right, so I don't have a lot of hope with this whole thing. I, I'm I want it to happen. I hope it happens. I hope they can find a way that is safe, that's agreeable, that doesn't take tests away from the average Joe, et cetera, et cetera. But which if they, they insist can... that this plan will not. Right, they, they have made it a point to say they will not do this if it's taking tests away from first responders. And I, I mean, obviously we won't know until push comes to shove whether or not that's the case, but. It seems like enough MLB markets are starting to ramp up their testing capabilities that hopefully what they're saying is true and not just some PR thing. Well, and even if they don't, right, for the vast majority of people won't care. Or will be like, that's not right, and then like, but, you know, I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at least I got my sports back. I could definitely see it going that way, too. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be it's gonna be really, really interesting, and I just I don't have a lot of hope. I wonder how our listeners feel. Just let us know, like... What is your confidence level that the Hawks that hockey's going to come back? Madhousepod at gmail.com or shoot us a tweet at madhousepod because I'm really curious. I don't know how to feel. And some days I'm feeling confident, and the next day I'm not. This whole thing from sports to life to everything has been such a roller coaster of emotions and feelings and thoughts that yeah. I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around, okay. In, you know, two months from today, Major League Baseball is going to be happening. I just can't see how we get there. And when I find myself feeling sort of, I know I'm doing sort of like a therapy session here, but whatever. Um, this is pretty much what our podcasts have been for the last two months. Well, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people find like, oh, we got to compare this to after 9-11. And we never felt like it would get better. And all of a sudden, like, you know, things just turned around and it was over and we didn't really think about it anymore and things were different. But for the most part, life was the same. But this is not that. 9-11 was a number of incidents on one day that, yes, there was a big fear that they could happen again, but, like, at least there was an enemy, right? Or at least, like, a tangible enemy. This is a this virus is like, oh, you found a cure? Well, I mutated. Now what? Mm. Like, this could go on for a really long time, and I think we need to come to grips with that. And I think part of this, and not to like, I'm not a tinfoil hat guy, but like part of these sports things, like, oh, you never know. We're just going about our business like it's going to happen. Is there to keep people sane and to keep people from panicking? Because mm -hmm. if if all the sports things are like no sports this year, people would lose a, lo a lot of people will lose some of the hope and sanity they're holding on to. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, the, the one thing that people do need to keep in mind, and I know that in my experiences with reading, don't ever do this, by the way, uh, uh -huh. reading comments about 
uh, these articles that have kind of detailed what Major League Baseball is planning on doing to kind of bring the season back. And there's discussions about how the players don't want to do the revenue sharing deal that the owners are proposing, yada, yada. I, I see so many people who are like, no, who cares? You know, like they, they signed up to play a game and who cares if they're away from their families and they're still making all this money and blah, blah. The, it just annoys me that in all of that, in this urge, this drive to get back to normal, people are just completely glossing over the real impacts that these types of things have, not only on the players, but on their families as well. And this also applies to some of the rallies that have been held uh, with COVID-19 to reopen economies and stuff like that. I'm not here to get overly political, but when you see signs like I need a haircut or I want like my nails done or whatever, those people aren't advocating for the economy to reopen so that they can go back to their jobs. What they're saying is they want other people to put themselves in harm's way for their convenience. And I feel like that lesson can also be drawn forward to uh, the baseball thing, especially, and also with hockey and basketball to a degree There's a reason these delays are happening. It's to make sure that everything is as safe as possible. And I get it. Like, I want baseball to come back as badly as anybody. I want hockey to come back as badly as anybody. But if I have to sacrifice the rest of the hockey season or a season of baseball to make sure that we get a damn vaccine to treat this virus and to make sure that we're not needlessly putting players and their families and officials and staff and everybody in harm's way, then that's just a bullet that you kind of have to bite. I would rather the sport come back at full strength with all of these treatments in place that are going to be in place because of the advances that we're making scientifically and otherwise. I'm willing to wait for that, and I just really wish that some of the people pushing for them to come back just as quickly as possible, I kind of wish that they would take that into consideration a little bit more. These are games played and staffed by human beings and we need to remember that yes that's absolutely true and uh i think it goes without saying most of our audience feels that way and you know there's no no need to get political on things here but like you know we talk about how as americans we sacrifice for each other right that's something we all take pride in we sacrifice for the country this is it this is the work the staying home the missing sports the not being able to go dine at your favorite restaurant or dealing with a mullet for a little while like I am. Like, we're all in the same boat. We're all in it together. And by doing that, that's the sacrifice. That's it. It's really not that hard of work to not do Mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? Like, look, if you're thinking there's some conspiracy, for whatever reason, there's no worldwide conspiracy to crash the American economy. It benefits no one. No one. So just, you know, think about your neighbors, think about your friends, whatever. By the way... Uh, we have reached the point now where you need a mask to go in pretty much everywhere you go. And I want to let people know our friend Chris Hubble at Triple Threat Sports, they have committed uh, their supply chain to creating masks for people. So if you're in need of a mask, send Chris an email, chris at triplethreatsports.com. They're churning out thousands of masks every week. They are hard at work. If, you, if you're on Facebook, you can find Christopher Hubble on there, Hubble, just like the telescope and send him a private message, and he'll get in touch with you that way as well. The information on the mask, they're single pleat, made of heavyweight but breathable 8-ounce 50-50 polyester cotton blend. There's a pocket at the bottom of the mask where you can insert another piece of material like a paper towel, a, co- a coffee filter, an unscented dryer sheet, etc. 
anything you'd want to put in there for that extra layer of protection. It's washable. They're customizable with most sports logos, your name or your company's logo. You can do an order from one to 10,000. Like I said, they're doing thousands a week. So hit up Chris at triplethreatsports.com or find Christopher Hubble on Facebook and send him a direct message. That's Christopher Hubble on Facebook uh, and Triple Threat Sports will hook you up. I'm looking at Chris's page here and I see a, a father and son wearing a White Sox mask. It is gray with the third logo, the diamond with the white sock inside. Uh, a lot of like local high school teams have their logos on here. I see a Kiss logo, a Batman logo. Uh, they even put a Walmart logo on there for Walmart employees. They're really nice looking. Uh, so hit up Chris if you're in need of a mask. I know we all are um, in this very strange time. But Chris and a lot of companies like his are, uh, you know, because people are not really ordering Hawks jerseys right now, right? No one's right. mind is really there. Um, they're finding ways to make it work. So support our sponsors. Uh, they have continued to support us through this whole thing. We've not lost a sponsor at all, which is actually a little bit surprising to me. Uh, so thanks to all of them, but especially Chris, who has dedicated his staff and his time and his materials to making masks for people. So hit him up and get the mask you desperately need because uh, you, ba- you can't go in anywhere without one now. Yeah, I'm loving what, honestly, like I know that there are sponsors and we're supposed to say nice things about them, but it's just amazing to me all the good and very important work that the companies that support this podcast are doing to support their communities. It really makes me feel truly honored that they've chosen to be part of this, and I'm so happy to see Chris and all of our other sponsors just doing such great work to help their communities. It's really it's been a very good, bright spot in what has obviously been a really tough time for all of us. So, yeah, keep sharing those stories, Jay. I'm really enjoying them. No doubt. All right, why don't we take a quick time out? When we come back, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while, and that's answer some emails. We'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. Me, 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 but also you. (laughs) The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Jay Zawoski here, James Naveau in bourbon a hopefully you're enjoying the podcast hopefully you're staying safe want to shout out our friends at marishka's another small business that has been with us basically since day one of this podcast sunday was mother's day and marishka's flat out ran out of food they could not take any more orders uh, and that says so much about their business and what they do and how people feel about marishka's they're open place your order go pick it up 604 theater street in crest hill Family-owned and operated since 1933. Go try the poor boy. Go try the steaks, the chops, the seafood. Everything at Marishka's is delicious. I mean, look, a place that popular 
that's been in business for that long could not handle the Mother's Day rush. That's incredible. And that is a true reflection of the quality that they produce uh, on a daily basis. So if you've been waiting to check out Marishka's, maybe that's the motivation you need. People were lining up out the door during a pandemic to get Marishka's for Mother's Day. That's the kind of place they are. We're proud to be related and affiliated with Marishka. So go say hi to Joe Zadralovich and all his family from a distance, of course, waving from your car window or whatever, but uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. Visit Marishka's.com or Facebook.com slash Marishka's. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. I prematurely teased uh, a couple emails that we got here, but James had something he wanted to bring up that he saw earlier today as well. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, there was a uh, tweet from Ryan Rishaug, R-I-S-H-A-U-G. I can never remember how to pronounce his name, and I feel terrible. He said he talked to an infectious disease specialist about potential recommendations to cut down on the chance of coronavirus being spread by hockey players, and I thought there were a lot of really interesting ideas that they could potentially uh, pose to the NHLPA and to the league to get the uh, games going again. The first, and this is one I immediately thought of, was uh, at putting into it that the players have to wear full face shields to prevent the spread of droplets while on the ice. Um, no fighting is another one of these. Obviously, you the guys are going to be in close proximity no matter what, but a fight is just like kind of a needless uh, way of being within a non-social distancing range, I guess we'll call it. Um, no scrums after whistles, uh, so the linesmen don't have to break up players. Uh, coaches social distancing from players and wearing face masks on the bench. And then uh, no spitting, which I thought was hilarious. How the heck are you going to keep guys from doing that? But – Two minutes for spitting at 12.22. (laughs) There were a few of these, realistically, that I think could be implemented if it meant bringing the game back faster. And the two two that really stood out to me, and I kind of wanted your take on them, was the idea of the full face shield. Obviously, you're not allowed to wear a full face shield in the NHL unless you have an injury that requires it. And then also... The no fighting thing I thought was really interesting. I kind of wanted to get your take on any of those rules and if you think those are things the NHL would actually uh, consider implementing to get players back on the ice. Well, I think they have to. I think those things, I mean, that is the starting point for me, is you ban any unnecessary contact. I think the spitting thing is tough to enforce because guys do it so um, subconsciously like if you you'll you'll see a camera shot of a guy on a bench and he'll spit like four or five times like it's they don't even know they're doing it you know what I mean it's so that's hard to enforce maybe having the full face shield will help enforce that because they don't want to be sitting basically in a fishbowl with <laughs> with their own spit that doesn't sound super pleasant I know there's venting on the bottom but uh, I think that's a good start I just think of sports like basketball and hockey and football where everybody's incredibly sweaty. Everyone is always touching. It's just hard for me to to get my mind to a place where it's like, okay, yeah, they're going to be able to figure that out in time for July or whatever they have in mind. I don't know, man. It's unre- to me. It's it's hard to it's hard for me to get my brain to to get me to that spot. But if they can get all these sort of stipulations in place, I guess it's a starting point, right? It's you'd have to ask some sort of expert what they think and if. I don't know, like how how contagious is sweat? 
I don't know. I truly don't know the answer to that. You know, it's just some they're going to have to do all the research. And the other thing about it, and I know I'm coming off as very negative today, and I, I don't want to come off that way, but I'm just I'm just being honest. Like, do you, the hockey fan, trust the NHL to be the innovator, to be the team that figures out how to to be the league rather that figures out how to do this and how to do this safely? I just there's nothing in the NHL's history to suggest to me innovation and you know uh, the first league to figure something out. I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to do it right. And the other thing is, like, the demographics of the guys in the league are maybe high school graduates, a lot of them. Um, you know, it's a very sort of isolated – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not isolated, but you're just kind of all together all the time. You know, everyone's in the same place all the time. Insulated. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a very insulated environment where it's just hockey all the time and all you know is hockey – and I think every sport's like that, but I think it's hockey especially lends itself to that because of the need for a rink all the time. I don't know. I just, if they can figure it out, please come back. But as I've done since day one of this thing is I'm going to trust the experts. And if the experts think it's safe, then fine, by all means. I would yeah. love, there's nothing more I would love to watch on my TV than hockey or baseball right now. I am dying without these sports, but people are literally dying. So that's more important. We got to keep that in mind. But if, if if an expert says, "Hey, we figured it out. We feel like with minimal risk, we can do it this way with these fifteen twenty stipulations," then go for it. Hey, man, I'm just saying the positivity rate on coronavirus tests in Illinois is at its lowest level in about a month and a half. So there is some good news out there, man. If you're feeling like overwhelmed by negativity, there is some evidence at least that. These measures that we've been undertaking, I know that the daily uh, reports on the number of new cases and the number of deaths is always very disheartening, but there is some progress being made in this thing. And it's it's important, I think, to keep those things in mind, just even outside of hockey. I know we're kind of getting off the topic a little bit, but I just wanted to make sure, like, even just to you, to anybody else, like, I'm surrounded by... Yeah, this stuff every day. I have to write about this stuff every day that I work. And it's just it's been remarkable to me to kind of see the evolution of the restrictions and the numbers and everything that's been going on day after day. And there's always it always seems like there is some positive momentum in this thing. And that helps to ride through some of the more negative stories that we have to cover is that there are there is some positivity out there. So if you yeah. ever need a dose of positive about this thing, Jay, you know where to find me, bud. I've yeah, got for all sure. the numbers floating around in my head, apparently. <laughs> so No, I, uh, but look, I, you know, Prisker today said that they don't expect the peak to be until mid-June, and that sounds bad, but the whole point of flattening the curve, if you were in on that early, when they would show you those models with a flat curve, it everything the the overall thing will last longer right it's not flattening the curve does not shorten the time we're spent inside what it does is it it lessens the load on hospitals and doctors and the in the you know the medical field where they can handle it so it's going to take longer than a major spike would be that would kill a million people and flood the hospitals and basically kill our healthcare system at once but instead you smush it down the base becomes longer, but the, the peaks are, are are flat. So we're we're doing that, and it's working, and I know it's frustrating. 
And look, I've got my daughter's 10th birthday coming up in, you know, uh, next Friday. And I know that it's on her mind. And I know she's like, this is going to be my 10th birthday and it's going to suck. And it's hard. Like every day I see people in my family and friends who, you know, oh, um, my friend Talia, who is actually on the ice crew uh, for the Blackhawks for many, many years. She had a wedding scheduled for this summer. And they sent, uh, I saw it on her Instagram she sent a photo for everybody at her wedding that said, love is patient. And we've rescheduled our wedding for October or whatever it was. Um, right. But everyone's dealing with this. We're all in the same boat. So I know it's frustrating, but like, that's why I, it's, I think it's important that James and I keep doing these podcasts, even if they're not all hockey. I think it's just nice to hear some sense of normalcy, some sense of uh, routine, I guess, you know, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. very strange. And I know, everyone's getting frustrated and I'm getting frustrated and James is getting frustrated, but look in a couple, in a couple months and in, in a few months, whatever, uh, things are going to be looking a hell of a lot better. And I, I do say this to Addie. And if you guys have kids, just say this to them. It always makes her laugh. I say, guess what? When you have kids, you can use this to guilt them <laughs> until the day you die. Oh, you're bored. Oh, you think you're bored right now? I spent the entire summer of 2020 in my house. I couldn't see my friends. We couldn't go outside. We couldn't go get a... I'm like, you've got this ammo forever. It's going to be really great for you in a, you know, in a couple years. So that that's what I've been trying to keep it as light as I can. So anyway, yeah. we'll get through it. It's going to be over soon. Um, I don't know what soon means in the grand scheme of the history of the earth. Soon. Um, but look... We're doing a good job. Everybody's doing a good job, and don't let the news stories and those sort of things get you down. Cause yeah, is, don't let the fake news media get you down. I'm just right? saying it's you know the the lunatic fringe gets the most coverage because it's yeah. it's it's deemed interesting or whatever. Um, but most people, if you just anecdotally, you're walking downtown, you're walking around your neighborhood, people are staying home. People are doing the right thing, and that's what we need. Yep, agreed. And I and like I said, there. There are positive stories to find if you are willing to look around for them, and that has never been more apparent to me than it has been, obviously, working through this thing. And people amaze me with their selflessness and with their generosity in times like this. And, you know, big shout out to everybody who's taking this seriously and taking the time to help their friends and neighbors. It's really it is going to help us, I think, get through this tough time is by continuing to focus on doing those types of things and, you know, celebrating those that do. Well, supporting people is what it's all about. And uh, I want to shoot a special sh- shoot a shout out. I guess that's what you can do. Shoot your shooter. Shoot your shooter to our friends at Fry the Coop. Uh, FryTheCoop.com. We've talked about their Nashville hot chicken forever. They're open. Oakland, Elmhurst, West Town are all open. The Wall Street Market location is currently closed. But they're open for carryout, online ordering, phone orders, and free delivery via Uber Eats. So if you've been waiting to try Fry the Coop, you can do it right now. They have been, when you order online, you can um, send a donation with your order. And Fry the Coop is matching that donation and supplying food to uh, the people on the front lines fighting COVID. A couple weeks ago, uh, two Saturdays ago, in fact, they sent $800 worth of food to the nurses uh, and doctors at Christ Hospital, the night shift who are often overlooked on these food deliveries. The night crew got a giant, like three or four banquet tables full of Fry the Coop delivered to them. Um, So if you're going to go there, you're going to try them out for the first time, or if you're a lifer like me, 
uh, give a little extra. It goes a long way to feed those people that really need it on the front lines of COVID-19. Again, frythecoop.com. They're in Oakland, Elmhurst, and Westtown. The Well Street Market location will be back, but it's currently closed. Um, but check them out. You will love it. Uh, Joe Joe Fontana and his, uh, and his group there at Fry the Coop are absolutely killing it during this thing. And it's another place. Oh, we're proud of all of our sponsors. And this is just another example of the great stuff our sponsors are doing. Man, I need to get up to Fry the Coop eventually. I wish this stinking stay-at-home order would end and I could go get some friggin' fried chicken. <laughs> How far will Uber Eats deliver uh, yes. <laughs> Fry the Coop for you? Uh, hey, are you? Um, I'm golfing this week. Are you golfing? Have you? Thanks for the invite, that? bro. Well, I'm. I'm trying to. It's a long story. We'll talk about it off the air. Um, but uh, we're. I'm going golfing in Stony Creek in Oklahoma on Wednesday. Um, just because you know, I, I think getting out is good for mental health, and I like the rules that have been implemented to keep it safe. I'm going to bring my mask. I'm going to just get dressed in my car and. Just go walk up to the first hole and start playing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and I would like to come down. Is Shamrock by you open? I love that place. Uh, yes, it is. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to make a date of it, man. I, if the weather ever gets freaking normal around here, it'd be really, really nice. Yeah, that's nice. been the uh, big issue. I've been out once. I was out last week. It was probably about 50 degrees, and the wind was blowing all day. So we pretty much had the course to ourselves the entire front nine. It was... Uh, Quite excellent, though, to be out there again and to, uh, you know, play some golf. I was glad that the state did uh, change their rules up and allow golf courses to open. I think the ones that I've seen have been doing a really good job of social distancing. So, yeah, if you've got if you got the sticks and you want to go play, I would strongly advise doing so. All right. You and I will make a date to uh, go play at Shamrock before before long. I, I got to get out again soon. I'm really looking forward to Wednesday. It's been something I've sort of had, you know, uh, in my mind, like, okay, as soon as I can golf, I'm going to feel better. I suck at golf, you know this, but just being out there is fun. Uh, and I think it will go a long way for my mental health. Like, th- just, like, the little things you can do help out so much. Like, we had friends in our yard last week, and they sat, you know, 10 feet from us in lawn chairs, and they we were 10 feet away, and we are just talking in a circle, you know, and it just it felt normal for a while. And, that, and I think, you know, last weekend I went and sat – with my mom and dad on her porch and we ate lunch together and sat far away and washed our hands a million times and didn't, I didn't go in their house or anything, but those little things go a long way. So if you know someone who's alone, keep them in mind and try to do what you can. All right, buddy, you want to do some emails? We've not done emails in a long time. Yeah. When the heck was the last time we even did emails? I didn't even realize we still, you know, did them probably like 2017. (laughs) Yes. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's do the emails here. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email segment, as it was back in the day, is brought to you by Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe (laughs) with locations in Burbank and Darien. Of course, they're open for curbside pickup and delivery Sunday and then Tuesday through Saturday. So they are closed on Monday from 11 to 8 p.m. Those are their hours. That was very confusing. Okay, they're closed on Monday. But Tuesday through Sunday, they're open for delivery and curbside pickup from 11 to 8. There, that's more clear. Take advantage of it, people. They are amazing. Yes. Uh, and full menu online, uh, you can order from. They've got an app. They've got all those things. Uh, but if you're looking for, I'm just going to pick an, I'm just going to close my eyes and pick a menu item. All right, I landed on the Cajun ribeye steak sandwich, 8-ounce ribeye steak, 
Red pepper mayo, grilled onions, lettuce, tomato, and French bread. Yep, that sounds good. Let's do this to one more thing here. Cheddar bacon burger. Well, that's a winner for everybody. Burger grilled to order, cheddar cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, red onion, pickle slice. Yeah, uh, Chuck's is awesome. And whatever you're into, whatever you have a taste for, Chuck's is going to have it. Someone, Everyone that eats there, everyone that gets Chuck's is going to be happy with their meal. So check them out, chuckscafe.com. Burbank, Darien, do it. All right, email here comes from our friend Charlie Farrell. He says, I'm sure I'm in the minority when I say I prefer the less is more approach to the Blackhawks game experience. The last time I went to a game, I saw Tommy Hawk. In-game trivia with fans to win a guitar, t-shirt cannons, promotional vehicles parked in the concourse, etc. It reminded me of a game here in Hollywood. He lives in Hollywood. Trying to draw people to the game based on everything but hockey and the players. It works. The Hawks have sold out 500-plus games in a row. I can't argue with that. My question is, is there anything that the McDonough model ushered into the Blackhawks organization that you do not appreciate? Something you'd like to roll back the clock on? That's a really good I- question, Iris Charlie. Jig guy? Didn't he get shot and killed appropriately? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if he did, I feel terrible because I do not remember such a story. He did not get shot and killed. I just Maybe it's something I dreamed. And it's very, very sweet dream. I had a it weird was... dream the other night that I had a kayak in my office for some reason, and I was just uh, going around in the water and having all sorts of fun. Anyway, please oh, continue. That's interesting. I think Irish Jig Guy was cool when it was organic. Then it became a thing, and it became lame. If I have to say, all right, what McDonough thing would I roll back? Aside from interfering with hockey decisions. Um, <laughs> I would say... Boo. You know... I can wrap my head around most of the things because those things add to revenue, add to theoretically player salaries and building improvements, and they basically have done that. I'm not the biggest fan of the ice crew, um, and I'm not. It's I don't know. I, I I struggle with this, right? Like, who am I to judge? They do a fine job. They they absolutely accomplish the task at hand, um, and if they want to do that, then they should do that. I just. I don't know. I, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way when it started. Um, but again, I I don't know. It, it's over the years I've sort of softened on it because, like, hey, if a girl feels beautiful and she's a great skater and wants to do the job, then why should I be upset about it? I did you know, think it was odd that they – I did think it was odd that they switched the outfits for it seemed like a game or two to, like, more – conservative like you know team branded stuff but no like short skirts and crop tops and then they went back to it yeah i like, think wasn't that a thing that like they were like oh we're gonna stop doing that and then they went right back to doing it well they did get stopped playing the stripper song which is actually the name of the song the stripper yes uh when the girl shot the puck during the intermission and they also toned down the whole thing of like it was always the same formula it was kid dude and then really hot woman. So everyone would cheer the kid. Everybody would boo the guy. And then the really hot woman would come out and people would like whistle and catcall and they would play the stripper. And that eventually went away. I think that went away probably like 2013, 2014. And that was a McDonough move and a good one. You should probably stop doing that. But the one that, oh my God, remember when they had the live band? Yes. I that- remember what uh, <laughs> certain other podcasts nicknamed that band and, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say it. Like it's pretty, uh, pretty graphic. Yeah, let's skip it. 
<laughs> it's a family podcast. Hockey Night Podcast. Fans know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was uh, at least they pulled the plug on it quickly. They realized very, very quickly that that was bad. I wish they had done it literally instead of just figuratively. <laughs> Tommy Hawk just walks up, like, shakes his head, no. And then, you know, like, <laughs> Showtime at the Apollo, they come out with yep. the broom. Like, okay, yep. that's enough. <laughs> All right, get lost. All right, got yeah, one more cool. email here from Jerry. He says, uh, thank you guys for the podcast. Would like to throw an idea out there. How about John McDonough as NHL commissioner? In my opinion, he's got the marketing credentials. The NHL needs the help. I still marvel at the genius of the guest conductor seventh inning stretch at Wrigley. It's brilliant in my book. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was one of his ideas. Hopefully some food for thought from you. Jerry, I've heard that suggested before, even before McDonough lost his job, and I think he's highly qualified for that. I think he, I don't know if he wants to do it. I think, what is he, 66 we established last week? I think he's 66 years old. I'm not sure if he'd want to take on a high-profile, high-stress job like that, but uh, I think he'd be. I think he would do a great job at that. Uh, yeah, I could see it. By the way, about to turn sixty-seven this week. As a matter of fact, John right. McDonough. Happy is. birthday, John! Yeah, so happy, happy early birthday. Uh, we got you a present. You've been fired by the Blackhawks, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, sorry, released, not fired. Released, released, relieved. I've always found that terminology so weird. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I could totally see him doing it. There's only one problem. Do you ever see Gary Bettman, like, stepping aside as commissioner of the NHL? Like, that, I, yeah, that's a I don't problem. know, man. Like, who fires him? The owners, the owners have to sort clearly of, aren't going to. Well, they'd have to vote him out. But the owners seem pretty happy with things. So There have been multiple work stoppages during his tenure, and he hasn't lost his job. I highly doubt that he's going to give it up willingly. The dude has been in office... Try, how many years do you think he's been in office? Oh, man. I mean, over 30. 30. Uh, tw- he's been the NHL commissioner for 27 years. Okay. I was thinking like right around 1990. So, yeah, in like 92, 93? 93, yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. By the way, also uh, did not know this about Gary Bettman. He actually, same age as John McDonough, basically. Huh. I think he's like a year older, so they're right around the same age. I did not realize Batman was already 67. Yeah, he doesn't look it. It's a good hair, jo- good hair dye job. Or the vampire jeans, whatever. <laughs> yes, the fact that he sleeps in a coffin is also helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Make you ageless. All right, yeah, did, I remember that reminds me of my excellent joke from the NFL draft where Roger Goodell was uh, announcing picks from his man cave, and I said Batman will do the same thing at the NHL draft, except it'll be from his cave, and he'll be hanging upside down. I know. Well, that's going to do I'm, it for the uh, I'm fired. <laughs> for the Man Out <laughs> Chicago Hockey Podcast. Uh, truly, uh, I don't want to speak for James, but I think I'm safe doing it. Uh, we thank you all for your support. Uh, the numbers on the on the episodes have been great. You guys have not gone anywhere. Uh, maybe because we haven't gone anywhere, but we definitely appreciate it. I know last week we did not get an episode in just for some scheduling difficulties, but we do plan on doing at least a podcast a week and as news warrants. So stick with us. We'll stick with you. But for the until next time, thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next week. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Fry the Coop.